Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater. Today is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. Today, we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are on page 86, the second paragraph on awakening. Let us think about the 24 hours ahead, ending with, Excuse me, when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, June 13th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,345. That's 20345. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, that number 20,346. That's 20346. Today's readers are, we have for the 12 steps, Marietta P., the 12 traditions, Mora Z., and readers of the text, we have Sherry D., Vanita L., and Ramona A., and thank you for your service. Um, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Marietta P. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Marietta. Good morning, Marietta P. from Virginia Recovered. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food and that our life had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we'd harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. 
having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. We try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Good morning. Thank you, Marietta. Okay, I'm now going to ask my friend Maura Z to please read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your service. 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me do service in my path. Maura, thanks for your service. <clears throat> okay, friends, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you please keep your sharing to the topic, <clears throat> excuse me, and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose re reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one, and that's gonna unmute you. Once you are done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Okay, so today we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 86, the second paragraph on awakening. Let us think about the 24 hours ahead, ending with when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. We are looking at that one paragraph only, please. And I'm going to now ask our friend Sherry D to please begin the reading. Good morning, Sherry. 
Good morning, tribe. Sherry D, compulsive overeater in Maryland. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. Wow, there's a lot in this paragraph. Oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. So first of all, I'm going to jump into that very first line, on awakening. You know, when I first came into a 12-step program years ago, I said, I looked at the 10th step and I said, okay, I know this is a 24-hour program. I only have today, but I look at the 10th step and I think of myself as an old woman in a rocking chair writing every single night. And they were like, no, it's just 24 hours at a time. Let's just take it for this day. So when I read this paragraph, that doesn't mean the day that I read this paragraph is the only time I do this. I do this every morning on awakening. Um, my word for the year is automaticity. I love this word. I love that these steps help me work on a positive addiction in my life. It's serendipitous that the food for thought today was talking about positive addictions for me because there are things that I become addicted to by doing them over and over again. And this program gives me positive addictions to have every morning when I wake up, before my ego is awake, I roll out of bed onto my knees and say the third and the seventh step prayer. I, I work on being God-centered rather than ego-centered, um, you know, because my, my thinking is I want what I want when I want it. So doing that third and seventh step prayer reminds me that I am looking for God's will. How can I be of maximum service to my higher power and the people around me? The wrong motives that I had in my life was that exact, I want what I want when I want it. I want everybody to act the way I want them to act. I want everything to happen the way I want it to happen. And taking that pause in the morning and reminding myself of who is in control, which is my higher power, and having the faith in knowing that that higher power is going to guide me throughout the day and do the next right thing. I'm still learning. I'm a work in progress, and that's why I will keep coming back. Thank you so much for letting me be of service on my path. Oh, thank you for your service, Sherry. Okay, before I take names, I just want to remind everyone we are uh, where we are. We're on step 11, page 86, the second paragraph. Upon awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead, ending with when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives, that one paragraph only. And I'm a little rusty, so please say your names clearly, and I will do the best that I can. Go ahead. Bob, 
I Dina have S. Barbara. Alex, Alex B. Dina S. Okay, hang on. Hang on. I got Barbara, Sigrid, Alex. Tina, Julie, R. Julie Alex. Alex. Wait, wait, wait. Bonnie. Oh my goodness, I can't write fast enough. Okay, we have to we have to call it. I'm so sorry. Um my ears are, are slightly broken. So let's just call it there. I promise I'll hear you the next time. So let me tell you what my chicken scratch wrote down. I got a Barbara W, Sigrid F, Tina S, Julie R, Alex, don't know. Um, it, Alex, if you'll kindly provide your the first initial of your last name. I got a Bonnie B, and I got an Alice W. So that that's our first lineup. So let's start with uh, Barbara W. Good morning, Barbara. Welcome to the line. Barbara, you're going to press you star one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I hear I, my phone. Loud and clear. I'm, did you hear me? Yes, Barbara, please excuse me. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm a re- recovery overeater, and I um, just wanted to share uh, step 11. And um, I, I'm just so grateful for all the steps anyway. And I'm grateful for the the people that we have on in this region that's working because the step, because I listen and I learn and I read. That step and also about that is, for me, was a selfishness thing that I had to deal with in my life and still dealing with it, wanting things my way, wondering why it didn't happen. And my addictions, all of my addictions were the fog, and the fog that I was carrying had me going the wrong way, making the wrong decisions. But when I got back in the program, I can say for myself, my God had put a spiritually awakened on me. I go to to church, but this program brings me more what I need in learning how to live and learning to pray every morning before I leave the house. I'm working for the summer right now, make this short at the park. But you know, I'm grateful that I can play this, hear this in the mornings before I leave and get to work at 10 o'clock to 6, and it's good. I make my lunch, and I take my food to work, and I eat it. The, what they have in the park, I'm, since I've been in this, back to this program, I don't touch. And I'm, you know why? Because I'm listening to the recovery groups, and I'm listening to what people are saying, and I'm reading, and I'm learning about the steps, about my addiction, and it's helping me gracefully, little by little, with the spiritually awakened, it's a spiritually awakened upon me at this time now that is leading and guiding me to make the right choices. And that is what's important, that I don't go the wrong way, that I don't get sidetracked like I did before in the past. And that's the spirit. In, the, in my addictions, God is helping me and bringing me out of my addiction. And that is important. Most likely with, with uh, all of my friends and church and stuff, and it's a different life that we live, and I'm beginning to love it more and more. And thanks for letting me share, and everybody have a wonderful day. Well, thank you, Barbara W. Okay, next up, sharing on page 86, that second paragraph is Sigrid F. 
Good morning, Sigrid. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sigrid F. Recovered in South Florida. Step 11, you know, this, as my program has evolved and my spiritual program of action has evolved, my Step 11 has evolved. And every morning for the longest time, I have done a God letter, but that has expanded over time to include meditation, to include readings. And in the evenings, in the last year, it also expanded to include an 11, a formal 11-step review partner program that I do. And, you know, you never know exactly which part of these actions that I take each day I'm going to need in that moment. And I guess I need them all, all the time, but sometimes... They're a little bit bigger than others. And so this morning, I, after you know many, many days of waking up contented, I woke up really irritable and angry because it, I wasn't getting my way in a couple of things. So actually, my morning, my morning prayers included a tenth step this morning. And while I was doing that tenth step... I realized that I was really wanting to command the show and run the show, and it was first thing in the darn morning and I was doing it. And I visualized myself, I saw myself flailing, and I visual, visualized my inner self reaching out to God, holding God's hand, accepting God's love, trusting that these things that are happening, this turmoil that's happening um, that I discovered yesterday and today, this too shall pass. And God will be there every step of the way. And for today, I don't need to be in the future and worrying about what might be or what could be. I need to stay in the present and appreciate the beauty of this day and that God's going to help me through it. So... My 11th step can take many forms, and I'm so grateful for that. And I would like to, with that, pass. Thank you, everybody, for letting me share. Have an awesome day. Hey, Sigrid, same to you. Thank you. Next up, from the beautiful, sunshiny state of Florida, is my friend Tina S. Good morning, Tina. Thanks so much, Katie, for your service, Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Uh, what a great paragraph. If you hear a dog bark, it's mine. Somebody happened to walk by. You know? <laughs> um, but, you know, I was thinking uh, with the 11th step, you know, or, or uh, seeking, you know, thought through prayer and meditation, which this is, you know, meditation for me, you know, for the knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. And, you know, what I have to do for that is to be other-centered rather than self-centered. And, you know, I like everybody that shared, you know, I read this, uh, I read this uh, part of the book every morning. You know, I'm not always conscious about what I'm reading, you know, but, you know, thank you, God, today we get to, I got to read it twice. And, you know, and I love that it talks about on awakening, you know, and, I, and 
the, the previous share, you know, I too, you know, I get on my knees as soon as I wake up, you know, and I, and I say some prayers and it's thirds and sevenths and, and the 11th step and, and, you know, and I try to get out of myself, you know, and then when I go on to do my meditation and, you know, and I read this stuff and I think about my 24 hours ahead, you know, getting myself out of the way, you know, how can I be helpful? And I too am one that seeks to see what I can do for the man who is still sick today because later on it talks about that. And, you know, my day goes much better when I'm, when I'm other-centered, you know, because if all I'm thinking about is me, look out. And that doesn't mean that I don't do that because I do. But I have the opportunity today, one day at a time, you know, to be free, to work these steps, you know, to do what was suggested and, and to have a life beyond my wildest dreams. And, you know, and it's no longer this thing that I think, oh, people are just blowing smoke. It's the truth. You know, I get to be free. And how I do that is I keep coming here. I keep listening to people that have what I want. And I do what they do, even though I don't want to. A lot of time, a lot of the time, I don't want to, but I do it anyway. And I love what somebody talked about. You know, this is, um, you know, practice, practice, practice. The more I do of this, the more addicted I get to, to this. And that's a good thing today. So, you know, I love being free one day at a time. And I'm looking forward to more shares. And so with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, <clears throat> Tina. All right, next up from another shiny state, we have Julie R. from California. Good morning, Julie. Hi, thank you, Katie. Uh, Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And I just love this section of the book, oh, all sections of the book. But, you know, we have such clear, concise instructions. First words on awakening. I got up at 12.15 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So did I want to just start my prayer and meditation or did I want to veg out and read? Well, I did my prayer meditation. My sage, I I did a tarot card and I, I got a new meditation book and I did that. Because if I don't do that, then I'm into Julie. I'm into self. And I can't, I can't afford that. So and then it tells me I have to think about the 24 hours ahead. What is my day going to look like? I have multiple meetings. I have a two-hour dental appointment. I have to take my husband to the doctor, blah, blah, blah. I ask God for direction. How do I function to this day? How can I be a caring, giving light to someone else? I just can't rely on Julie because I am selfish and self-centered. I want to run the show. I want to be the director. So that's why I do this as soon as I wake up. I have to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives because those are deadly to me. Um, and then I love this part for after all, God gave us brains to use. You know, once we become recovered, it's not like everything is just going to be peachy. Um, a great friend of mine in program says life gets lifey. But what happens is never do I have to overeat, but I don't also have to create harms most of the time. So it's like if I start my day like this, it's like I am just free from those those character defects that used to just bind me and treat people the way I shouldn't treat people and or my thinking. So, um, yeah, and I have I always done on awakening? Of course, I'm human. I think it was two days ago, I got into work right away. And then I went, oh, my gosh, this is not helpful, because I found myself getting all wound up. So yeah, so today, you know, yeah, I did on awakening. And am I going to be praying throughout the day? You bet. And uh, with that, I pass. Thanks. All right, Julie. Thank you so much. Okay, the next 
three people. We have Alex, Bonnie B, and Alice W. We're going to start this lineup with Alex. And Alex, if you could give me the last name, your last initial in your state, that'd be great. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. This is Alec with a C, A-L-E-C-B, from St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri. Um, thank you uh, for this call. Um, you know, this step I find is just so central for me. Uh, I've been in program in recovery for several several months now, longer than I've ever been, and I'm realizing more and more how it's this surrender um, to God that that makes it possible. And I'm just so grateful for that. Yesterday. Um, was my first birthday in recovery, my first abstinent birthday, um, which I never, you know, knew I could I could get there, and, and I'm so grateful to this group and to God for bringing me through uh, my birthday through a celebration in peace, in neutrality, in surrender, in freedom. Um, and I woke up this morning and I was, I was very tired. I didn't even stay up late last night, but I was very tired uh, for some reason. And yet I got up and like every morning, got in my chair and began to pray. And in my um, spiritual religious tradition. We begin with a uh, a psalm, just a you know, short little verse. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. And I was talking on that this morning, right? How my mouth has been used for so many things other than praise, other than glorifying God. But now I can say that prayer, Lord, the very first thing every morning, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise, that my whole life can be oriented towards uh, serving God, praising God, and helping others. Um, and it's that, con- even when I was tired, even when I didn't want to do it, right, I'm on vacation now with my friends for my birthday weekend, um, and even when I'm on vacation, it's not a vacation for my vocation, for my call to this program, for my call to this life, for my call to this, this practice, right, it's not a theory, it's a way of life, and it's not, I can't have a vacation from that, and so I get up and I pray, and I move through the day surrendering to God and letting God change my heart, change my life, and bring me uh, to a place of freedom, and so I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for God, and, and one day at a time, uh, I, I want to commit again today to abstinence and to walking this journey towards freedom and towards joy. Thank you. Alec uh, B. from Missouri. I pass. Alec, thank you so much. I apologize, everyone. That was Alec, A-L-E-C-B. And next up, we'll have Bonnie B. Good morning, Bonnie. Good morning, my friend. Hi, everyone. Bonnie B. from the state of Minnesota. Gratefully recovered today by the grace of God, and I know it's only the grace of God. Beautiful chapter, step 11. What a beautiful, beautiful way to start our day. Um, So some of the things that popped out to me were um, the phrase, I consider, it says we consider our plans. And then it jumps right into um, we ask God. And so I do consider my plans for the day. I'm aware what, what I have on my agenda, but I also know that I like to run the show. And so then I asked God, 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 what would you want me to do today? And not so much what would you want me to do today, because there are certain things I have to do. But again, as I do those things, please help me to be divorced from myself. And myself is always all about me. The selfish self-seeking, dishonest, and fear that lives within me. And then direct my thinking. So as I go about doing my day, I'm asking him continuously, give me your eyes. Help me to see the people that you want me to see. Cause me to slow down today. Help me to see the things that I can do that are going to make someone else's day better. Um, and then it jumps down toward the end where it says, our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. My thinking is always cluttered with me. I wake up living in what's on my, um, what's on my agenda. But when I live in that spot, just like when the food is down, 
then my, my brain is cleared. And as my thinking goes, so goes my body, so to speak. Same thing here. If I completely release my day to God and ask God to direct my thinking in the middle of whatever it is that, I'm, that I have on my schedule, um, everything is just much better. Everything is, I, I get to live on a higher plane. There was an acronym once, and um, I thought it was interesting. It was the acronym for joy, which is really my desire. I don't want to live in a place of happiness. I want to live in a place of joy. Happiness is dependent upon everything going well in my world. Um, and we know that's, that's a once upon a time, happily ever, ever, happily ever after kind of make-believe thing. I want to live in that place of joy. And the acronym for joy was um, putting, um, you know, for the acronym was Jesus, others, and then yourself. And that just means, you know, the Jesus, Jesus thing to me means dying to yourself. Put everyone else ahead of yourself. And then think of others first. And all the rest will be taken care of. And it always is. And this is what this, this daily prayer means to me. Waking up, um, considering the day, but then always preferring others ahead of myself and asking God to give direction in everything that I think, say, and do. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm so blessed to be part of this program and so grateful for each of you, and I will pass. Uh, thanks, Bonnie. We appreciate you. And last up in this particular lineup, we'll have Alice W. from the UK. Good morning, Alice. <clears throat> um, good morning. Sorry, it always takes a little while to, to get unmuted. Um, hi, I'm Alice W. Um, hope, hope you can hear me, say if you can't. Um, a compulsive, recovered compulsive overeater from the UK. I'm so grateful for this meeting. It's completely saved my life and I uh, just love hearing what everyone is saying and um, going through this book the way we do. Um, so my biggest, well, my two biggest defects of character are impulsivity and anger and um which i'm working on um impulsivity is a tricky one with this because so i, I yeah I do, adhd comes to mind but, or just being an addict i don't know but i um i cannot focus i really struggle with focus and attention and so one of the things I've really been struggling with is tick boxing that's in my program so you know i'd read every single day uh, page 84 to 88 um but what i realized is that i was um ticking things off um i was reading you know all the things that i needed to read and pray um but kind of just somewhere else <laughs> and uh, just not there at all and so and then that's not actually connecting um and developing a relationship with god so i can't therefore um have god direct my thinking because i'm just I'm not there. So what I'm learning at the moment is that I need to do it, big capital letters do, and, um, you know, write a list, but not like write it, you know, and really of my day ahead, because what happens is I wake up, I've got a billion things in my brain, I'm like a whirling dervish and I'm off to the races and I get really hyper-focused and obsessed and obsessive about uh, all sorts of things chores I get involved in all these things so I have to really make a thing to stop and um, bring God in I have to have my quiet time and I have to really remember to really focus so it's authentic with my higher power it's a real connection um, so he could you know and I have to be willing that's the big one uh, to let to allow God to direct my thinking because I'm like yeah yeah direct my thinking um, my thoughts are so powerful. I'm so powerless over them. So I have to really take an action to to get God to do that. 
because I just bulldoze through life very impulsively. The other day, I forgot to get onto the Cornwall meeting because I was just running around. We've got eight kids at the moment. Um, and you know what? That's not an, <laughs> not an excuse because I have to put my recovery first and I have to um, realise that through my thing at the beginning of the day, you know, God directing my thinking and, and this plan of the day, then I would know that I would have to make a, a backup plan to that meeting on that day. We're all in London. Um, but what happens is I go so in a, this uh, crazy head that then I'm cut off from the sunlight of the spirit and I'm of no help to others because I'm rushing around like a whirling dervish. So I, I have to, no offence to whirling dervishes, um, but I have, thank you. I Yeah, I have to really connect so I can be helpful to others. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Alice, and thanks, everyone, from that first lineup. Okay, just give me a minute. I would love to hear you. Um, I am. We are on page 86. We are at the second paragraph. We are studying on awakening. Let us think about the 24 hours ahead, ending with when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives, that one paragraph only from step 11. I've got my pen. Oh, my goodness, I'm ready. Go ahead. Michelle, yes, I heard Michelle Yvonne C, Lee. and I heard Crystal P, and I Barbara. heard Jen C. Mm-hmm. Marjorie, Barbara E. Barbara E. Hang on. So here's who I have. Here's what my ears heard. Michelle C, Crystal P, Jen C, and Barbara E. Could I have, please, two more? I've got... Yvonne Morgan B. K. I got Morgan K. One more. Jim I got uh, Melissa C and I and Jim um and I'm not sure that we're gonna have everyone. So here's what we have. I have Mich- and thanks for your patience with me. I really appreciate it. If everyone would mute, we've got the lineup I heard. Michelle C, Crystal P, Jen C, Barbara E, Morgan K. Melissa C. and Jim, I think it's P, but you'll confirm that for me when we start. Um, Okay, Michelle C., thank you so much. Please go ahead. Michelle, please press star one. That's going to unmute your phone. Hi, this is Michelle C. I'm recovered from Missouri. And I have to tell you, yesterday... Um, I did not do my quiet time with God um, where I spend the time asking for guidance and um, for presence throughout the day with God. And, you know, I could give you a million reasons as to why it didn't happen. A three-year-old, a one-year-old got up early, blah, blah, blah. But it truly affects my day when I'm not connected with God in this way. Um, I spent the day with my three-year-old and my one-year-old, and it was just one of those days where I felt so overwhelmed. I mean, at every turn, there was a need, there was a mess, there was a whatever, no time to myself, I can't even go to the bathroom, one of those days, and I was completely in self-pity and resentment toward the situation, and um, so this morning, I woke up early, none of the girls woke up, and I was able to just have this time with God, and oh my gosh, does it make a difference? I sat with God, and God helped me make an action plan for the day. I prayed for guidance. I specifically prayed for a more mature reaction when I'm feeling overwhelmed with my kids. And, you know, what I got from God was to stay quiet because 
I can start saying things I don't mean. Um, so stay quiet and pause and pray. Even if it's just a couple words, God help. Um, sometimes maybe I need to pray out loud in front of my children so that they can hear what that sounds like. Um, I need to separate myself lovingly, if at all possible, just to have a couple breaths to myself. Um, I need to be in acceptance and gratitude. Look for what's good in this moment. <laughs> um, yeah, there might be a big mess, but oh my gosh, look at the things around that we have. <laughs> We're able to create messes. Like That's a blessing that we have, the things that we have. Um, to be silly and lighthearted. How can I turn this hard situation into something that's loving and fun and not this whole thing that's like out to get me personally? And um, I just have a different view of how today's going to go. And I know that there's going to be obstacles and roadblocks in this day, but God has equipped me this morning to be in alignment with his will and with his love. And I'm just so grateful that I have a new way of living today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Michelle C. Okay, next up we have Crystal P. Good morning, Crystal. Morning. This is uh, Crystal P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Toronto, Canada. I'm so grateful for this reading this morning because this was exactly my conversation and my letter to God this morning. Um, just in the last couple of, uh, in the last week or so, I started to realize that I had gotten complacent in how I was working the program and I'd stopped doing the things either stop doing the things or stop doing them with my heart the way that I used to do them before. And so over the last week or two, I've been sort of um, doing those things again or reinvigorating them. And um, and I was writing to God this morning and I'm like, you know, I don't know. Am I doing the right things? Am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Am I doing just the right amount? Should I be, you know, getting onto that meeting? Should I be calling this person? Should I be? It's just all these questions of uh, am I doing the right things or am I overdoing? Am I underdoing? And um, it was so, and, and I was looking at all the plans for today and it's just like, God, like, I probably can't do all of this. What should I do? And how will I know if I've done the right thing? And, and God's response to me was, you know, you are, you are my beloved daughter and you are like a little infant in my arms. Infants don't always understand everything that the parent tells them, but they do the best. If you want, what you do understand, do what you do know you need to do, do that. And whatever else I will make up for it. I will take care of it. And the message I got was do the things you know you have to do or what you think you have to do, what you think I want you to do, do it peacefully. Don't do, there's no need for panic. There's no need for nervous energy because I'm not a God of precise instructions. Um, I'm a God who looks at whether you're doing things with your heart and whether you're doing your best. And I always used to, the sort of the yardstick that always used to be in my head was, when I go to bed at night and I put my head down on the pillow, can I say that today I did my best? Like whatever doors God opened to me, I, I walked through them that I knew of. Whatever, you know, um, whatever recovery he has given me, I've, I've acted on that. And if I can say that and if I've done my best to put program first today, then, then that's all I can do. And everything else God will take care of. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Crystal P. Okay, next up we have Jen C. from Ohio. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. Yes, this is Jen C. from Ohio. So happy to be here, um, recovered here. Um, this reading just, it's so amazing how these instructions are gentle and kind and everything we need to know is right here. 
um, looking at this reading on awakening. Um, so what I've done in my practice is I tend to set my alarm so that I have time to hit that snooze button once. I guess it's not a button. It's on my phone now or my watch or whatever technology I'm using. And it's just, I know I have at least nine minutes and sometimes I fall back to sleep, but typically I lay there and it's like with this reading, it says on awakening, like that moment, my eyes open, that moment, my um, buzzer goes off. I start thinking about me and that's that part we consider our plan for the day, my thoughts, my plans. I have work today. I have this today. I have this day. But then all of a sudden, before we begin, we ask God. So after I'm done thinking about me because I'm selfish, I now seek God. How can I be of maximum service and do his will? And under those conditions, that's God's will. I can begin my day with assurance, my goodness, assurance that I'm going to be okay no matter what comes my way because I know it's God's plan. I have blessed assurance of how my day is going to be. And just as long as I can remember that and in moments that it gets sticky and complicated and uncomfortable that I don't go back to my old ways of eating, that I stop. I pause. Um, something I heard seven years ago when I started this program that they said with each year you're in program, you get one more second of pause. So it's like, I was so disappointed when I heard that. I mean, like a year equals a second. That's not enough. A second is enough. A second will make all the difference to be able to pause and seek God and remind ourselves of that blessed assurance. And then our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. God would never, never want me to do or ask me to do anything that results in me being um, having self-pity or being dishonest or being selfish. And that is, oh my gosh, that is how I want to start every day. And with that, I pass. Awesome, Jen C. Okay, I'm just going to let you guys know we have Barbara E. And Barbara is going to be followed by Morgan K. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service and thank all of you on this meeting for this powerful, powerful share and so important to me. Well, let's see. I start every day by sort of mentally writing a letter Dear God, that is not me. I'm so grateful that I finally had to admit I can't do this on my own. I had to surrender every day, drop down my sword, and give up my defiant insistence. I could stop my binging, get this under control. And sometimes I even thought I didn't need to pray every day, multiple times a day, but I was wrong. So I pray for guidance and pause and listen. And God always answers me. He says, I love you. Be quiet. I'm so grateful that I've learned not to think I'm stupid, incapable of getting this program, not realizing I don't have to do this program. I just have to get it to let it wash over me. So he tell he or she or whatever it is tells me in tiny whispers 
that a mistake should be my teacher, not my attacker. And if I make a mistake, it's a lesson, not a loss, a detour, not a dead end. So I'm grateful that I've learned when I focus on the problem, the problem increases. Oh, yes, it does. And if I focus on the solution, the solution often increases. I'm grateful I know now that it won't always be easy. I've learned I I have to go right through it, not try to go around the problems. And some of those problems I have won't have solutions. But I'm not the one that can or should fix the problem. I accept all days will not be diamonds. Some days will be stones. But excess food will only make a difficult day more difficult. I need my higher power and this program to guide me towards my true north star. And my higher power always answers me. I hear you, Barb. I've got your back. I'm with you. But remember to listen. Enjoy the journey. Look for what amazes you. I don't make junk. So kids, that's what he likes to call me, kid. Kid, you're not junk. Your shape doesn't define you. It's what inside you that counts. And I have to accept myself as a human. And of course, my higher power says, you'll screw up sometimes, but you also have learned to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Will you help me? And I'm re- pleased. I remember, thank you. I remember one day without me, my higher power, and I'll know it. And two days without me, and you'll know it. And three days without me, and everyone will know it. So be still. Thank you so much, everyone. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. from New Jersey. And next up, we'll have Morgan K. And she's going to be followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Morgan. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I am Morgan K., a compulsive overeater from Manitoba, Canada. Um, And I just want to really, what I'm being compelled to do is sincerely thank my fellows on this meeting. It is such a gift to hear how you all start your day. Um, You know, when I first came to OA, just like in my my little local rooms, I I didn't see people who were recovered. Um, It doesn't mean that wasn't there, it's just not what I saw. And, you know, it truly wasn't until I joined Vision um, that I did, and, and it was through you all and God that I was able to see that we, you know, we do recover. And now I'm gratefully recovered, you know, for today. And guess what? I didn't wake up in peace and serenity. Um, but that's, you know, that's not what the big book and my fellows say is going to happen. You know, what I'm told and shown is good orderly direction of what I'm exactly supposed to do from the second I open my eyes, right? Like upon awakening. And then, and as I follow these directions, which is a miracle in itself, because I don't know about anybody else, but I am undisciplined and certainly following directions is not something that comes easily to me. You know, as I follow these directions, I'm watching my life change. God is changing me. And uh, 
it is truly a miracle. And I'm so grateful to share it all with you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Morgan Kay. Next up, we'll have Melissa C. and then Jim. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Katie. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. And, you know, I love, I love the discipline nature of this program. And I think, like, you know, I remember in early recovery, I hated I hated the idea that I wasn't going to be able to live my life, like, by the seat of my pants. I loved the idea of being, like, this free spirit that I could just sort of wake up and, you know, and, and do what I want and eat what I want and go where I want and live how I want, and I thought that was freedom. But I was really a slave. I was enslaved by my by my wants, right? My wants, my wants, my wants. And here, I love how it, that the, upon awakening is after, you know, after the part that came before where I look at my at my day before, you know, and, and that nightly review. Um, and one of my practices is, um, you know, I do my night inventory, but I review it in the morning. I look at it again. And I think about it like this. And, you know, in education, we there's two kinds of assessments. There's the formative assessment. You know, it's the kind of test that tells you, okay, what am I going to teach next or what do I need to learn next? Where do I need to go next? And then this is summative, and that's like the end of the term, you pass or fail. And my night inventory is my formative assessment. It is not a summative assessment. Someday it will be, but that'll be, you know, that'll be God to review. But for me in the morning, on awakening, I review. I look back at myself, and I don't just live my life like going where I want and doing what I want and feeling what I want and but I have a thought life today that's on a higher plane. And it's actually, I look at my inventory, I see where I fell short, and then I ask God for corrective feedback. It's like I ask God to, you know, put, like, notes in my margin to tell me what I need to correct in my day. And and that's been the framework that's worked for me. And, you know, I, I've had a, had a rough day, lovely day yesterday, but it turned out to be rough. And I didn't sleep well overnight. And my inventory looks a mess. It's um, full of me, full of my fear, full of my self-centeredness. And I have this desire to lie about something today because I want to cover my ass. But I have a thought life today that's on a higher plane. And I don't have to be in charge of covering my ass and protecting myself because I have a relationship with God. And I'm promised if I stay close to him and perform his work well, he'll take care of me. Right? So, um, and that for me is the importance of having a night inventory and reflecting on, on awakening. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Melissa. And finally, we'll have Jim. Jim, if you could give me the first initial of your last name, would totally appreciate it. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim S. in Toledo. Did you hear me? Okay, Jim, we've got yeah, thanks. Please go ahead. Okay. Um I'm Jim S in Toledo. I'm a grateful recovering overeater. Um I bear with me. I'm on the right trail. 
I have asked God to direct my thinking today. I was in an AA meeting last night, and the last thing I heard was about making a gratitude list. And I had never done that. I never gave in to that. But I did. And the thing that I put on my gratitude list today, I'm abstinent. It's taken me a long time. All these little things I kept picking up, I don't pick them up now. So my my grat the first gratitude list I've made. One of the things I'm grateful for is that I'm abstinent, and I think that's the most important thing. And I'm thankful for everyone in recovery. Every I listen what others say and I follow what they say and um, I'm just thankful that I asked God for a direction today and um, I've I've written a couple gratitude lists but um, this program is so amazing God is smiling when he hears us share I can slow down. And and the thing I read um, in Voices of Recovery, giving up control means growing up. My experience broadens. My pleasures expand. My usefulness to others increases. And my horizon, like God's world, is limitless. I have been gifted but it takes gratitude to put that in place. Have a wonderful day. If you didn't start your day right, you can start it over any time. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Jim. Okay, friends, that makes our beautiful meeting for today. I just want to thank everyone who shared and your patience with me. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. Today's share ID for today, Wednesday, June 14th, that share ID is 20348. That's 2,348. Okay, we're now going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, and we will follow that by the serenity prayer. And will my friend Vanita L. please read Page 164, our book is meant to be suggestive only until then. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road. 
to happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.